Welcome to Tactical Breakdown. On today's episode, we're diving back into the concept of leadership. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Tactical Breakdown podcast on the Islet Network. Your number one resource for law enforcement training. Here is your host, Adam Kanakin. All right, we're back here on the podcast. Honored to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are brand new to the podcast, welcome. Hopefully that you'll find this training actionable and useful to you. Today's episode is one of the last ones that we're going to be putting out here in 2021. Um, We have one episode that's going to come out on Christmas, one that's going to be in the middle of the last week of the year, and then starting January 1st, 2022, you're going to get a uh, solo episode from me breaking down exactly what you can expect for the ILET network and here on the podcast coming up over the entire next year. So excited to uh, step into that role and, and break that down for you. On today's episode, this was one of the final conversations that I had at the ILETA conference in St. Louis 2021, and uh, this is with Andrew DeMuth. And Andrew, as a long, long time ILETA member and has attended pretty much every single ILETA conference since its inception, which is absolutely fascinating. And uh, this conversation we had today was all about his idea of 12 concepts of leadership. And this was a course that he taught at the conference. And it was fun to dive back into this leadership discussion. I've had some amazing conversations about leadership over the last year and a half. And uh, this is just another example of that. A lot of great information here that you can take away and uh, use if you are a leader or an aspiring leader. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode with Andrew and uh, get into it. Here we go. Hey everyone, Adam Kanakin here with ILET Network. Again, we're at the ILETA Conference 2021 here in St. Louis, Missouri. With me, Andrew DeMuth. Andrew, thank you for joining me, brother. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, my pleasure. You're here at ILETA. You're instructing. You actually instructed earlier today. Uh, Yesterday. Yesterday. What was the course that you were running? Uh, The course I ran was a course called 12 Concepts of Leadership that should be part of annual training. And... uh, we basically began the course by really assessing the state of leadership today. And I, and I, in the course I go into more detail, but I look at the state of our leadership today as a leadership crisis and in many different ways. Uh, number one, we have, we're lacking any type of universal standards for leadership training. I pulled the, the class yesterday, like I always do, and uh, there are no national standards for leadership training. There are no state standards. None of the agencies even have requirements for their own leadership training. Uh, one out of the group that I had, about 15, did something on their own, but that was about it. So that's, that's one problem. Another problem we have is the type of leadership training that's available. If you look at all of the high-end leadership programs like uh, West Point Command and Leadership Pro- uh, Northwestern Academy, FBI Academy, they're all geared towards the chief and executive level of the agencies. And when you think about it, if a chief has a tricky decision to make, he or she can put a hundred years of of experience into a conference room and chat about it over coffee. Meanwhile, you have the patrol sergeant with the shorthanded shift trying to decide who's going to handle the domestic by themselves because everybody else is tied up. And, And really those road sergeants are making calls while the bombs are dropping but yet we don't have any elite leadership programs for them. They're all geared towards the higher levels. 
and even the programs we do have for them, they're minimal. You know, we always have this, uh, a lot of agencies, well, the more time you have on, the more training that you'll get. And when you think about it, especially in terms of liability, two of the most common bases for lawsuits are failure to train and failure to lead. And we're putting people into leadership positions and we're not training them. So it opens the door for a lot of different problems. What do you think constitutes a leadership program? Like what, because when we can say, we say leadership, we say, well, you know, there's like for me, with my experience with the military, right? We had, you have command leadership, right? But then you also have leadership where we instilled in everybody, right? From like the second that you go up a rank, you go up a position, you are now a leader with what you do. And, and we try to instill that with every single soldier. In law enforcement, you're saying like, hey, it's, it's, we need to start doing that, not just focusing on the command level. We need to start focusing on in it, like to, to supporting decision-making and, and leadership capabilities of individual officers, right? Yes. It, obviously, it makes sense to have like, you know, your road sergeants, your FTOs, those types of things, but on any given scene, you could have a senior officer who's making a decision and they don't have any official rank, they don't have any official title, but they're the senior man on the ground and they're tasked with making a decision. Or maybe it's because they're the first one there, they have the most information and now they're trying, they have extra units rolling in and they're like, they have to decide. Right. What do I do here? Is, is that kind of the concept you're talking about? Definitely, we, we need strong leadership at all levels. I mean, leaders are influencers, they're positive influencers. And when there's a lack of leadership, negative influencers emerge. And the less leadership an agency, an organization has, the more power negative influencers uh, will have within the organization. Now, if you look at some of the biggest high-profile failures in recent years, and even going back to, to, uh, to the 90s, most of them are a result of a leadership failure in one way or another, where we didn't have enough leadership at the scene, or maybe there was a failure in, in, in the training earlier on. To, to prepare younger and junior people to intervene when necessary. And we've seen this time and time again at scenes where something, it could have been handled a different way, something else could have been done, and it's blown up and it's come back on, on all of us. So optimally, we want to have a leadership development program in our agency. And, and in, the, in the private sector, they look at that as a permanent leadership training and reinforcement presence. So it's not something, you know, with a lot of agencies, it's that one and done class where you go to that one class and okay, you went to that two day supervisor class, you're good to go forever. And we have to get away from that mentality. So optimally, we would like to have all of our rank personnel in a, in a program where, and if we're gonna use the, pro, the word program, it means ongoing and continuous. So it's not just a once a year thing. Maybe once a year we'll have someone come in and do a, an eight hour presentation. And at the, at the six months, after that, we can have different tabletop trainings. We can have, uh, even through just email, through leader, uh, videos and uh, articles on leadership, and even books. You know, a lot of private sector companies have mandatory, required or recommended reading lists on some fantastic leadership books that it's just waste, wasteful that we're not doing, that we could just be elevating our industry as a whole. So there's a lot that can be done, and in my opinion, we want to keep that word leader on the radar every month, twice a month. It's somehow just reinforcing how important that is for our leaders. But you brought up a good point before. I, especially in the patrol uh, space, 
Every patrol sergeant should strive to have a squad where anybody on that squad can run a scene or a situation, because many times they do. You think about those times where the sergeant just can't make it over there, it's, it's a chaotic night. Well, that officer needs to have the confidence and the competency to be able to run that scene by himself or, his, or herself. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting conversation we talk about leadership, because everybody has their own opinions on what makes an effective leader. I had a really fantastic interview yesterday uh, with Chip Huth, right? The 2020 yeah, Ilita Instructor of the yeah. Year. Um, and, and Chip and I talked about his, his thoughts on leadership and, and what those kind of pillars are, you know, humility, accountability, those types of things. Um, one of the things that he brought up first and the first thing that we talked about was seeing people, seeing, seeing the people that you're with, that you're working with, right? right? And, and seeing and knowing who they are. And, and for us, and I'm not going to kind of rehash the conversation, but essentially I'd mentioned, um, I had a CO who mentioned to me and said, listen, if, if your job is to lead, be the leader of this platoon, leader of your team, which means get to know your team. Right. Get to know your team. Don't worry about the technical, all that stuff. Your, your, uh, you know, your NCOs, that's their job. Like they're, they're the ones with the expertise. You, you don't know anything yet. Right. Your job is to know your men and women. We had some, some, some women there. Your job is to know your troops. That's it. And now he's like, that was my first task as a, as a leader was just getting to know people. Um, that's, a, that's an important lesson for a lot of people that I think a lot of people forget. It is, and, and I, I think it's a great sign of a leader when they come into an organization and you see them making the time to sit down with everybody. And, and from, from, from the higher levels, to the, to the mid-levels, to the support staff, to, to everybody, and, and talk about what's working, what's not, what else we can do to get better, get an idea of the environment. Do we have, do we have toxicity problems? Do we have drama problems? And that part really is the most important because you have to fix that, and that part has to be functioning properly in order for everything else to function at its optimal level. You have to have that good environment, that strong environment where people feel engaged in their jobs and where they feel uh, fulfilled in their jobs. So, super important. Yeah, that's to feel supported, right? And it's, it's also, like, one of the big words we talk about today is resiliency. And if, if, you, if we're really committed to changing this and, and to helping our people, then we have to know our people. You need to know who's going through a divorce, who's got a kid who's in children's hospital, whose wife is going through chemo, who has ailing parents at home, which is causing big issues in their lives. It's... Uh, it's not enough to just say, well, I know my people. It's, it's an entirely different thing to actually know your people. And to, to accomplish that, it, you're not going to accomplish that by just saying hi in the parking lot or in the, in the hallway. It's going out and having coffee with your people or, or uh, going out and having a meal with your people. When I, was in, uh, when I was still with my municipal agency, we had a lieutenant who would call you to headquarters every once in a while and just jump in the passenger seat and ride around with you for an hour. Now, it was kind of weird, especially when you, were, when you were younger, but at the same time, he showed an interest in what you were doing and how you were doing it, and uh, it, was, it was positive. But that's, you have to know your people. S super important. Yeah. So when you, when you ran your class yesterday, what was the... I, can't, I don't want to put you on the spot and say, give me what, like the one th key thing, but what did you want the instructors here at Ailita to take away from their time with you? In, in one way or another, all of them. But I mean, we, we begin with four words. It's not about you. And, and I really think that we need to do a better job 
when we bring up new leaders to sit them down and look them in the eye and drill those four words into their head. This is not a reward. This is not a trophy for greatness. This is an incredible responsibility, especially in law enforcement, where they're managing groups of heavily armed men and women going into the night every, uh, every, every day. It's, it's not about you. It's about your people. It's about developing them. It's about getting them to the point where they can become leaders too, hopefully one day. It's about helping them where, where they need help and, and, and really creating the bench for the organization for, for the future. So I, I think that's, that's one of the, the super important, uh, important parts. Uh, two others are, number two is you have to care. If you don't care, you have no business being in a leadership role. You have to care about your people. And number three is commitment. And uh, you know, I don't want to sound like you know, any, this is a criticism of, of chiefs at all, just my whole presentation, and I mentioned that. It's not at all. A big part of what we talk about is followership and the importance of followership and coachability. We don't need people who are going to sit on the sidelines and throw rocks at every initiative and every idea that we're trying out that may work or may not work. We need people who are committed to their organization and to, committed to their, to their people and to the organization to, to, to make it better and to hopefully bring it to the next level. I love talking leadership. I think you and I could probably sit here and talk the entire day. If there is, like, what is it when you come to Ailita that kind of sets it apart from everything else for you? You know, I belonged to a leader for several years before I even came here, and I, I saw the conference, and every organization seems to have a conference. And um, several years ago, I came for the first time, and I remember sitting in that opening ceremonies, and I texted my wife five minutes into that, I needed to be here. And a big part of what I do, and I was sworn for 25 years now, I work for an attorney general's office, I train every week all over the state. So training is a very big part of, of what I do. And to be around all these other people who do the same thing, who are just doing training, uh, is incredible. And to sit there in those opening ceremonies and just see some of these, these, these brilliant people and these brilliant trainers from, from all over the country is mind-blowing. And on that date, I decided I, I will be at every Alita conference from now on. And to me, it's, it's, a, it's not a vacation, but in a way it is. It's, it's, a, it's something I enjoy. It's a professional vacation where I, you know, I get a week to, to, to learn and then hopefully share you know, some things as well. Yeah, and, and I would kind of piggyback on that and say, you come here and we talk in leadership. Every person that comes here is a leader within their organization in some way, shape, or form. And you really feel that. And, and you, you feel the humility. You feel, you know, nobody comes here with a giant instructor tab no, not at all. on their shirt. It, it's really a unique experience where everyone is just here to learn. and. I wanted to, to kind of circle back and, and say, you know, the want and the desire to continue to learn and grow is also a fantastic trait for leaders um, that they need to have, right? Uh, absolutely. And it really, in one, I forget book, what book it was, but they talked about a learning agenda, that great leaders have a learning agenda, and there's always something that they're learning, and there's always something on deck. And it could be simple as watching videos by Simon Sinek or... Uh, any of the hundreds of people who, who do videos on leadership, Liz Weisman, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk even, but it's, there has to be that constant learning. And, I, and I'm, I'm a super 
big advocate of that. That, that. that has to be taking place because if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And, and the other thing too about the constant learning is you're re-energizing yourself and re-engaging yourself. And every time you do that, you, you come up with more ideas and you, you have new things for your people and, and it keeps you motivated as well. And the, of the 13 concepts, the last one I talk about, I kind of equate to the last scene in Saving Private Ryan, earn this. And as a, in a, when you're in a leadership role, you have a responsibility every day to earn this. It's not something that you get and you just take forever. You need to re-earn it each day, and, and, uh, and you do that by you know, helping develop your people. Andrew, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and sharing your knowledge with me today and with everybody else. So thank you for joining us, brother. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Join the ILIT Network now. Go to ILIT.network. That's I-L-E-T dot network.